Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. We are in Matthew chapters 1 through 7. And, you know, you were commenting a couple weeks ago on how there's so much every time in each oh, section. Yeah. And then we're like, when's it going to reach the point? When we, and it, last part of Exodus for sure, you know, started slowing down yeah. in terms of the narrative. And, but then you get into the New Testament. Yeah, and it's just there's so much. Yeah, especially if it's a gospel, like mm. a gospel is. And if, if we're gonna break it up in the way that we did this time, with if you know, for anybody who needs to rem- be reminded, we're doing Matthew's Matthew chapter one through seven. That's you know the beginning of Jesus' life and his ministry. There's a lot going on here. Chapter five through seven is the Sermon on the Mount. Chapters mm-hmm. five through seven, which are phenomenal chapters of Jesus' teaching, so profound. Nothing else like it in human history for the brevity of the message it takes you just to you know you can sit down and read it within a few minutes and yet the depths of what is in there is is you spend a lifetime probing the depths of the wisdom of that teaching it's it's yeah. unparalleled and when when i was young in my christianity uh it was a lot of kind of the big thoughts or the things that you could hang your hat on would be ideas that come out of the mount uh the sermon on the mount um, and, and the way that it had been explained to me was it was almost like you have Jesus getting a magnifying glass and magnifying some of uh, the commands that we had been given already in the Old Testament. Um, you know, and I, let me see if I can get here. So, uh, as I'm looking at Matthew chapter 5, we have, you know, in, in verse 21, you've heard it said, uh, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. And then he's, you know, so he's one of the Ten Commandments. Right. He's repeating, I think that's the Sixth Commandment. Mm-hmm. So he's repeating that. Yeah, here's the Sixth Commandment. You've heard it old. Let me tell you what we, here's a magnified view of what we really meant here so you guys can know what I meant. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. If you mm-hmm. call your brother names, it, you're treading on the sixth commandment. You're getting, you know, you know what I'm saying? That would have been mind blowing. And the same thing. And here's another one. And, and this is a, this is a, a huge one. Well, and, and oh, let's on. let's look at this. There's there's a graduation of sin. There's a graduation of you know level levels and grades of sinning of attacking etc. But at the heart of it, it's the same thing. Just and so he does that with with murder. You to murder someone is to destroy them. Mm-hmm. To call them names or speak bad about them is to destroy their reputation. Mm-hmm. It's all in the realm of destroying someone right. else. It's just different levels of it, but it came, comes from the same heart, right? And it's only by the grace of God and the, the various restraints in our life that keep us from going from a smaller level to a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is, is is exposing that to us. Yeah, and he continues it, right? He does with that, the sixth commandment with that one. The seventh commandment, thou shalt not mm-hmm. commit adultery. He magnifies that one to, in many cases, when I used to, and, you know, shame on me for, you know, doing it in the past and not so much now, but you go out and share the gospel to people, and sometimes, you know, they might need help in, uh, you know, realizing, you know, 
um, you know, their sin. Right. So the way that I would do it is I would just kind of mention, you know, are, are you familiar with the Ten Commandments? Here's one, the Seventh Commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. And they, oh, I've never done that one. I've never done that one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well. Jesus says. You've heard, yeah, Jesus said, you've heard it said that you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. So I would say, have you ever done that? Have you ever had lustful intent about someone? And I think in America, uh, where you can't watch a commercial without somebody trying to hit you with some lustful idea, uh, pretty much 100% of the men that I would talk to would say, yeah, I've done that. Well, Mm -hmm. if they admit to it, then they're admitting to, you know, breaking the seventh commandment, which, you know, again, this is... You're, you're talking about, you know, if, if murder is destroying somebody and calling them names is destroying their character, destroying their reputation, or destroying this image, um, then committing adultery, of course, is a sin. Well, and now having lustful thoughts is doing that same thing in your mind. So God not only judges our deeds, mm-hmm. there's also a, judge, a judging, uh, an accounting to be had regarding our thoughts and our words. There is so much in this topic alone for us to probe for example um what we're talking about is the fruit that comes from the root Mm. the actions that come from the thoughts the the outward sins that start in the heart Mm -hmm. and jesus goes to the heart of the matter if you're wanting to destroy your brother's reputation you know that's one way of murdering that person Mm -hmm. in a much smaller way um, but it's the same heart issue, right? You go out and have sex with someone who's not your spouse. That's the fruit of a heart that has already been lusting. Mm. So, in one sense, we're, we're saying to people, and and some people have mistakenly said, "Well, okay, so if you have lusted after someone, it's just the same as if you actually committed the act with them. If you've called your brother a name, it's the same as murder." It's only the same in pointing out it's the same heart. Right. Obviously, it's much worse for you to go ahead and commit the deed itself. Right. There's been an infraction. Right. Right. You, but You've yeah. crossed God's law in both cases. Correct. But don't say it's just exactly the same. Right. Well, if I've already done that, well, then I might as well go ahead and jump yeah. off the bridge or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or when someone commits murder, and then we say, well, have you ever thought bad thoughts about your brother? Well, then you're just as guilty. No, you're not just as guilty in terms of the level of trespass, mm-hmm. but you are a trespasser. In that way, you are, you are a sinner. You're both right. sinners. Right. Um, and God knows our lives. He knows our circumstances. In God's eyes, the person who actually commits the act, it could be possibly in God's eyes just as bad for me to lust after the person because maybe I didn't get an opportunity to carry it out, but I would have because my mm-hmm. lust reveals that that's what I want to do. I just hadn't had the opportunity to actually do it. Right. So there's a lot to think about there. But the point, of course, is Jesus is wanting us to see that we are sinners in need of a Savior. The law was given for that purpose, but some people, some of us at times go, okay, well, I hadn't done that. We're yeah. looking at the letter of the law. Yeah. I stopped short of that, so I didn't do it. And he goes, oh, that's what, you, that's, that's what you think I meant when I said this? Yeah, you think but, you're righteous because of that? Right. And, and it, what, how did he describe a lot of those people who are kind of overly religious without any faith or without any of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you are whitewashed tombs, which, in, 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 I mean, 
consider the mental picture that that is. It's, you know, this very clean, very pristine tomb on the outside looks clean, but when you open it up, it's full of dead men's bones. Or you clean the outside of a cup. And you, you know, you hand somebody a cup and you're like, oh, this thing looks nice and clean and shiny. You're really thirsty. You go to look inside, there's dirt and mildew and mold and bugs. Mm. And you're just like, oh, I don't, I don't care how pretty this cup is. I'm not drinking any of that. And, and that's what, you know, he, Jesus is re- revealing here. You, you might have convinced yourself that you're clean, but you're only looking at the, on the outside. When he magnifies these verses, he's opening up that heart issue. The, the Bible says that man looks on outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. And what he sees is not pretty. And that's true of every single human being. The heart is uh, deceitful. Jeremiah the prophet said, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, there's not one righteous. No, not one. Mm-hmm. The Sermon on the Mount, he's, he's bringing it. The, like you said, is magnifying even closer for us to see, yes, we are sinners in need of a Savior. Look at, at chapter 5, um, verse 48. Be perfect, therefore, as your Father heavenly heaven, Father yeah. is perfect. That's the standard, is absolute holiness, absolute perfection. Another point he says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and Sadducees, you won't enter the kingdom of God. So absolute perfection is what's required. None of us hit it. Some do worse than others but all sin. We're all sinful. We're all in need of a Savior. Jesus is that Savior. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.